بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الفه وأكرمني بنور الفه اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا قضاء نعلمك رحمتك يا أرحم In our previous session, we briefly mentioned outcomes of living a moral, pious life. And we mentioned all the outcomes as a list. I promise to go into some details. At the same time, I am conscious that our sessions are very limited, so I thought at least we elaborate more on some of those outcomes like knowledge and support that you would receive when you live according to the virtues. There is a hadith in the book that you find it in the footnote it should be around page 113 did you find it yes. yeah so i thought we elaborate more on this hadith and inshallah then we carry on with the next lesson which is about the remembrance of God. This hadith you find it in different books. For example, in the Harul Anwar, volume 74, you find page 28-29. I start from here. This is part of Hadith Mi'raj. When Rasulullah had ascension to heaven, then there was a conversation between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, part of the hadith is this, that فَمَنْ عَمِلَ a little bit before the passage that you have in the footnote. So, about a, one line before that. فَمَنْ عَمِلَ بِرَضَايَةُ أُلْزِمُهُ ثَلَاثَ خِصَارٍ If someone acts in order to gain my pleasure, so he seeks my pleasure, I would give him three characteristics, three gifts. So someone who tries in everything to please God, in his family life, personal life, business, study, everything he tries to please God. First, by not doing anything against his will, is the first level, but the second level is 
the motivation should be pleasing God. You know, there's a difference between this. Sometimes I just make sure that I don't do something wrong. The second is that my motivation comes from Allah's pleasure. So, Allah gives such people three things. Shukran la yukhalitohul jahla. He would be given the quality of gratefulness, gratitude. He would become thankful. And this thankfulness would not be mixed with ignorance. Many times, unfortunately, we ignore Allah's blessings, either by not knowing them or by not using them properly and rationally. You know, jahl can mean not to know or can mean not to act wisely. The second thing is, I would give him dhikr, means remembrance or alertness, consciousness, which would not be mixed with forgetfulness. So he is always alert and conscious and mindful. And I would give him a kind of love that with that love he would not prefer love of people over my love. So he would love me more than others. And also for him, the fact that I love him is more important than anyone else. Then is the part in the book. فَإِذَا أَحَبَّنِي Now that I give him this love, by which he would prefer me over everything else, فَإِذَا أَحَبَّنِي أَحْبَبْتُهُ when he loves me, I love him. This is a special love. Of course, Allah loves every creature, every being. But this is a special love. I think I told you in Hadith of Al-Banawakir. This is love without reservation. For most of people, Allah says, I love you, but you have this bad habit. I love you, but you have this bad quality. Yes? And for some people... This can be few, for many people, there is a long list that Allah has lots of reservations. But these are the people that Allah loves them full stop. It means that either they don't have bad qualities, if they have problem is that their qualities are not strong enough, but everything is good, but need to grow. Or... If there are slight problems, they can be ignored. So they are not perfect, but everything shows healthy character. So, فَإِذَا أَحَبَّنِي When he loves me, I love him. And this is very important. You know, sometimes we love people, but we are worried 
are they going to love me? Yeah? Actually, many times this happens. You love someone, but they don't love you. Or even if they love you, you are always worried. Maybe they find someone better than me. Yeah? <laughs> but with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, don't worry about me. You love me, I love you. And I'm not going to replace you with anyone. For every person, I have independent relations. So if now, for example, millions of people from tonight become lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah would not say, okay, for you now I have less time. Because now I have one million new lovers and I have to spend more time with them. So your time is reduced. No. For every person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is available. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there for them 100%. This is very important. You don't find any person that can be for you 100%. Because they have lots of things to consider. Yeah, Even if they want, they cannot be 100% with you. Yeah, They have their own needs, their own problems. And they have to divide their attention. Even this is for good people. Bad people also, just they want you when they need you. As soon as they don't need you, they forget you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is for everyone 100%. When you talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is for you as if He has no other thing. Because لا يشغله شعن أن شعن. So nothing will make him busy so that he forgets or gives less attention. So it means that for everything he is 100% alert and attentive. So, فَإِذَا أَحَبَّنِي أَحْبَبْتُ so Don't worry about Allah loving you. Just worry about you loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we have this famous saying, When you love something, it can make you blind and, you know, deaf. You cannot hear anything. You know, you see some of the people, young, some young people, or even sometimes some old people or middle-aged people, when they fall in love, they don't understand anything. They cannot see any problem. Everything is just perfect for them. Because this excessive love makes them blind and deaf. They cannot hear anything. They cannot see anything. They just want to have a perfect image of their beloved. But a true love which comes from understanding should actually make you more able to see. When you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't make you blind. I actually make him more able to understand than ordinary people. If ordinary people just they see things by their physical eyes, 
and they may or may not understand, I would make such people able to see also by their heart. I open the eyes of his heart. To my glory. You know, there are two ways of hijab, observing hijab. One way of observing hijab is like what we do with human beings. That normally when we want to have hijab, what we do, we have to cover. Yeah, what is beautiful or what is to be protected, we cover it. Yes, so we put hijab on what is to be protected. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't put hijab on himself. He puts hijab on the eyes of the people that they are not supposed to see him. So those who are not valuable and trusted and pure, there is hijab on their eyes. They cannot see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beauty. Of course, they have put actually this hijab. This is their hijab. This is ghita'aka. So, if Allah wants to show himself to someone, he does not remove hijab from himself because he has no hijab. He removes hijab from the eyes of those people. I would open the eye of his heart to my glory. Now he can see my glory. And I would not conceal, I would not hide from him the secret. Because in some versions it says, In some says, I would not hide from him the secrets, means knowledge about the secrets, or I would not hide from him the select of my creation. The result is the same. It means that such people are so trustworthy and reliable that I can share with them the secrets. You know, if you have a person that works for you and over years you have only see, seen in him honesty and also you know that by telling him secrets he's not going to change, then you can disclose some of the secrets to him. Most of people, they are not able to know the secrets. Because if they know the secrets, they would harm other people and they would also harm themselves. You know, one of the maybe blessings of Allah for people who are not strong is that we don't know what people think about us. What they plan about us, what they you know do about us, because life would be miserable if you know these people who smile at you, what they do in your absence. You know, if we know secrets of people, it would be very very difficult to live normal life because we don't have that capacity. 
We are not like Amirul Mu'minin who is passing by his murderer and he would not change his behavior, as if he doesn't know anything. Yeah, we are not able to do that. And this is one reason why Allah doesn't share the secret with us. Because we would not have normal life and we would also bring this to the attention of those people that we know their secrets or to other people. It's, we make you know mess if we know the secrets. But these are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I would not hide from them the select of my creation or the knowledge about the select of my creation because they are very valuable and trustworthy and they have large hearts. This is very beautiful. You know munajat. But munajat normally is we whisper to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? For example, we have munajat khamsadashat. Munajat ta'ibin. If you want to repent, this is the way to whisper to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pray to Allah. Munajatul Mushtaqeen, Munajatul Muhibbeen, Munajatul Muftaqeen, Munajatul Shaqeen. Yeah? We whisper to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah says, such people, I do munajat with them. Wa'unajihin. I whisper to their ears. Other people don't understand. It's between me and them. No one else should be aware because they are not in that condition. So there are ways that I communicate to them very intimately. Day and night. This is not only during the day or only during the night. It's day and night constantly I am communicating to them. Allah would never leave his lovers alone. And the best thing, or one of the best things, perhaps in his website, the best thing is to communicate to you. Because in this way, you receive guidance, you receive energy. You know, just to know that Allah is communicating to you, even if He's repeating things that he has already told you, by itself is great. Even some uh, mystics say, if there was a way that Allah communicate to us, even if he says bad things to us, it's very good. No? Imagine if Allah sends a message to us and says, you know, you are a bad person. Even this is a good thing. If we are able to receive such message, because for a lover to receive message from beloved, even if that message is harsh, is better than not receiving message. When you don't receive any message, it's worrying. When you receive message that I am not happy with you, says Alhamdulillah, it means that still there is a relation. I can work on that. I can try to improve. But. If I don't receive any message, then that would be boring.
So, in the darkness of night and light of the day, I would whisper to him, to the extent that his conversation with people would stop. His sitting with people would stop. What does it mean? Either it means that he would no longer be interested in talking to other people. Because when Allah is communicating to you, then who else is there to have attraction? Yeah? If I can speak with the best, for example, doctor in the world, I'm not going to speak with his students. If I'm going to speak with the best philosopher, I am not going to speak with, you know, undergraduate students. The difference between Allah and people is even more than this. So if I am able to receive communication from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be always in his presence, I would have no interest in talking to people or listening to people or sitting with people. If such people still continue their normal life, it's because they feel responsible. <clears throat> it's not that they do it out of joy. You know, for some people, actually most of people, their joy is when they are with people. When they are alone, for example, you know, in the masjid or, you know, on the prayer mat, that is not very joyful. So they want to finish this quickly, go back to their friends and talk with the friends or, I don't know, watch TV, you know, do something. When they are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's boring, it's worrying, it's, you know, not very meaningful. Because their joy comes from people and meeting with people. So two hours, three hours, they speak with friends and they feel nothing. Just five minutes with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's as if it's hours, you know. Because there is no attraction for them. For lovers of Allah is opposite. If they are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they never sense the time, passage of time. They never feel tired. And then they have to force themselves. Now I have to go to work. Now I have to go to meet people. I have to spend time, you know, with people. They force themselves to do that. Otherwise, their preference is just to be alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There can be another also interpretation that these people, even when they speak with people, their attention is somewhere else. So they speak with people and they are able to do justice with all the types of responsibilities that they have, but they are always thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't know if you have seen 
people who are really in love with something or someone. Okay? Even if they are eating or, you know, walking or talking, you know their mind is not here. Yeah? You can see that this person is talking to you but is thinking about something else, about someone else. Okay? So, even if they have conversation with people or sit with people, this is not stopping them from their communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأُسْمِعُهُ كَلَامِي وَكَلَامَ مَلَائِكَتِي I would make him hear my speech and a speech of my angels. He would understand what I want to say to him and what angels are to tell him. For example, you know, in the Quran we have cases that angels speak. Yeah? Sometimes for a specific people, for example, you know, about, you know, Ibrahim salam, wife of Ibrahim, we have cases like this about Lady Maryam, but also we have in a general way those who say our Lord is Allah and then they remain persistent. You know, our problem is this lack of persistence, lack of istiqamah. For love, loyalty is very important. If you say to your beloved that there are times during the week that I love you, he would, you know, laugh at you. We cannot say to Allah, oh Allah, there are times that I love you, but then there are other times and other people and other things that I love. This doesn't work. Istiqamah is very important. You say, our Lord is Allah and then be loyal and persistent. Then one of the things that happens is that تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهَمُ Angels come down to them. It's almost like Laylatul Qadr. In Laylatul Qadr, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحِ But here it's just Malaika, not Ruh. Doesn't say anything about Ruh. Perhaps Ruh doesn't come, maybe comes, but anyway, it doesn't say anything about Ruh. It's silent about that. But angels come. And they have very good message. Allah takhafu wala tahzan. Don't have any fear. Why are you worried? You are worried about Akhirah, you are worried about. Jahannam, you are worried about difficulties. Don't have any fear. Khawf is for future. Don't have any fear. You have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as your support. As your Rabb. You said, Rabbun Allah summastakamu. Okay, so don't worry. If Allah is your Rabb and you are honest, then don't worry. 
You know, we worry about Allah looking after us because we have not really taken Him as our Lord. We say He is Rabbuna, but this is just something we say. La takhafu. Don't have any fear, even more. And I think this second part is actually maybe more important. Not only don't have any fear about future, don't have any sadness. Hosn. And hosn is for the past, the things that you have missed, good things you have missed in the past. La tahzan. How can I, you know, have no grief when I know I have done lots of bad things or I have missed lots of opportunities? This means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would compensate, would help you to discover and regain everything you have missed. La tahzan. وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ And have the bishara of the heaven that you were promised. So, angels can come and speak, but you may not understand. These are the people that are able to understand. Allah makes them hear the word, the speech of angels. وَأُعَرِّفُهُ السِّرَّ الَّذِي سَتَرْتُهُ عَنْ خَلْقِي And I would make him know the secret that I have hidden from my people. What is that secret? Is it one secret or is many? there are many secrets? We already had some secrets before, but maybe this is a major secret. And I have a guess of what is that secret, but I think no one should say what is that secret. Because that's supposed to be. But I can guess what can be that one secret. Secret. Inshallah, if we reach the level that we are 100% sure, then that's good. Otherwise, you are just worried. Maybe you are missing. وَأُلْبِسُهُ الْحَيَاةِ حَتَّى يَسْتَحْيِي مِنْهُ الْخَالِقِ كُلُّهُ I would give him a kind of haya, a kind of, you know, oh, a kind of, like, charisma, yeah? People would be feeling embarrassed to talk to him, to look at him, you know, he looks, he's very humble, you know, some people with, you know, artificial means, they want to become respectful, you know, or respected, for example, you know, they want to have expensive dress, they want to have, you know, guards, bodyguards, security, all these things, so that people show respect to them. Yeah? This is not the way that Allah is talking about. These are the people that their dress may be very normal. Their life is very normal. They don't have many people around. 
But still, people feel that this person is special. We cannot play with him. He's a very serious person. وَيَمْشِي عَلَى الْأَرْضِ مَغْفُورًا He walks on the earth while he is forgiven. He is forgiven. In some lectures, you know, I mentioned this, that we have to know that this world is sensitive to obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, if you obey Allah or disobey Allah, the earth, the sky, they understand and they treat you differently. You know, like for example, if you go to a country and you rebel against the ruler or the king of that country, yeah, you would be treated differently. Anyone who works for that ruler would treat you differently if they know that you are rebellious. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this world a peaceful world, a free world, and has said to everyone, even if people disobey me and commit sins, even if they deny me, don't bring to their attention. Let them be free. But the way they react is not the same. So if a woman goes to a garden, if a woman goes to seas for swimming, they would pray for him. They would ask forgiveness for him. But if a person who is sinful goes to a garden or to swim, they would be unhappy. Maybe they tolerate him, but they ask Allah, you know, please help us get rid of him. The world is different. So this person is the one that when he walks on the earth, he is forgiven. And maybe we cannot understand the joy of a land that a mu'min is walking on that land. The joy of a chair that a mu'min is sitting on that chair. The joy of a food that a mu'min is eating. They have joy that I am eaten by a mu'min. Not I am eaten by a sinful person. Everything understands. We don't understand and therefore we think they don't understand. Otherwise they understand better than us. وَأَجْعَلُ قَلْبَهُ وَاعِيًا وَبَصِيرًا I will make his heart aware and insightful. وَلَا أُخْفِي عَلَيْهِ شَيْئًا مِنْ جَنَّةِ وَلَا نَارِ I would not hide from him anything about hell or heaven. وَأُعَرِّفُهُ مَا يَمُرُّ عَلَى النَّاسِ فِي يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ I would make him aware of what people are going through on the day of judgment. All the fear and difficulties. مِنَ الْهَوْلِ وَالشِّدَّةِ وَمَا أُحَاسِبُ الْأَغْنِيَاءِ وَالْفُقَرَاءِ وَالْجُحَالِ وَالْعُنَبَانِ Whatever I am going to question, 
the rich people, the poor people, ignorant, the learned, I will make him aware of my questioning. In his grave, I make him sleep so that he don't feel anything painful or anything difficult. And Hadith continues. So I just wanted to have a little reflection so that we know that there are special things arranged and prepared by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for people who live by virtues. The next lesson is now actually going into the relations. Uh, how much time we have? Okay. So, apart from Q&A, five minutes? Okay. Okay. Now, you know, the book, as you know, has different sections. Now we want to enter the relations. We said we can classify our relation into four categories. Our relation with ourselves, our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our relation with people, our relation with non-humans, which is like environment. So there are four types of relations that we have and inshallah, little by little, we talk about all of them. The first thing that we want to discuss is our relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in this section, we mention a few things. One of them is remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zikr. I don't have, unfortunately, time to go into details. You know, anything we mention here by itself can be discussed you know, in a course. Zikr without any exaggeration without any exaggeration i am very uh, you know much aware of what i am saying zikr is the most important thing and perhaps the only good thing that we can do in the sense that everything good comes under zikr Initially, you think zikr is something in addition to, for example, you know, actions, in addition to, for example, having good qualities. But after careful you know, study, you realize that zikr is a general notion for anything positive, anything good, anything useful that we do or we believe or we have as quality, all come under zikr. In Dua'i Kumail, there is a beautiful sentence about zikr. Allahumma inni ataqarrabu ilayka bizikrik. Oh Allah, I seek nearness to you through your remembrance. This is not one way of 
getting nearer to Allah. This is all the ways of remembrance of Allah. All finally go to remembrance of Allah. Can you tell me, can you show me any way for getting closer to God other than remembering Allah? Even if it is Salat, is for Zikr. Adam is Salata, the decree. If it is fasting, if it is Hajj, if it is Zakat, if it is Ziyara, if it is helping the poor, anything positive is Zikr, is an instance of Zikr. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very beautifully says, that أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِنْ رَبِّهِ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Allah makes a comparison and says these are not equal. These two people, types of people are not equal. On the one side we have people that Allah has opened up their chest for Islam. It means that they are not closed. Light can go into their heart because the chest is open and heart is inside the chest. So these people, they have light from their Lord. The other type of people are the people that they don't have Islam because their heart does not receive light, because their chest is closed, they don't let the light go inside. But when Allah wants to explain all these things, He says, they have hard hearts which cannot remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their heart cannot remember Allah. Remembrance of Allah needs soft heart, humble heart. Arrogance makes heart very hard. Therefore, light cannot go in because they cannot remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Ayatul Nur, Allahu Nur al-Samawati wal-Arv, then the next ayah, Mathalu Nurahi, then the next ayah is, Fi Buyutin, Adinallahu an turfa'ama yudkara fi hasmuh. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In these houses, I have some lectures on light, you can, uh, inshallah, listen, because it takes time to explain. But the key point here is dhikr. So these houses from which light of Allah comes are the houses of people that constantly remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So remembrance of Allah is if I want to you know analyze it remembrance of Allah is putting yourself in maximum encounter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to turn away imagine you, each of us is like a mirror we don't have light no one should think that he has light we are just mirror there is only one source of light and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anything even Rasulullah does not have light of himself yeah everyone receives his light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we are like mirror we are like moon and stars we are not sun okay so we receive light and reflect some people receive little and they reflect nothing some people receive a lot and reflect a lot some people receive so much that Allah says they become Siraj Munir. So they are source of light. But again, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, what do you need for a mirror in order to reflect light? You need maximum exposure. If this mirror is facing east or west, it's not getting light from sun which is in the, mid the middle of the sky. You know, like La Sharqiyatin Wala I have explained that lecture. What does it mean? So, if you want to have maximum exposure to sun, which is during the midday, because that's the maximum reflection, you have to face sun with maximum exposure, maximum encounter. This is Zekr. Aynama tuwallu Allah. Allah is everywhere. Allah is not even like sun in the middle of the sky. Allah is like a sun that is shining from every direction. You need to tune yourself. You need to expose yourself. You need to open up yourself. You know, for me and you, if you want to have encounter, I have to do something. You have also to do something. If I come after you, but you run away or you are absent, we cannot have encounter. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't need except to work on ourselves. <laughs> because he's everywhere and he's waiting for us. Just we have to work on ourselves. Zikr means that you are preparing yourself for receiving light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Zikr. You do it by Iman. Iman is also Zikr. Salat, Hajj, Zakat, Zikr. Istighfar is Zikr. 
Anything good that you do is zikr. So, we need to try as much as possible to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we say remember, we mean remembrance with love, with openness. Because, you know, we should also remember shaitan. We should remember our enemies. We should remember our nafsa amare. But this is different. This is not with love. This is not with openness. This is not with humbleness. When we say to remember means, as I said, to turn towards what you want to remember. To open your heart. To tune to what you want to remember. It's a kind of positive encounter. Positive attention. Not hateful attention or indifferent and neutral attention. That is not zikr. So it's different from literal meaning of remembrance. Literal meaning of remembrance can be for something that you don't have any feeling or you have negative feeling. When we say zikr, we mean positive, constructive mindfulness of what you want to remember. Inshallah, we continue this discussion, inshallah, next week. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to be always in full remembrance of Him and to receive, inshallah, constantly His light, His guidance, His inspirations, His support, His mercy, His forgiveness, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alhamdulillah.